0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving the cosmic tides, but thriving with them. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to be here with all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with your favorite weather woman, predictive astrologer, Anne Ortley. Mm-hmm. And my name is Amanda Poole-Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. <laughs> I'm all discombobulated. But what I wanted to do first is just thank all of you, because we are hit a milestone today, 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. And Um, that's huge. So literally, we just started really posting to the YouTube channel about a year Mm -hmm. and three months ago, maybe, I mean, like at the beginning of 2020. And so that is just a testimony to all of you. Thank you, all of you YouTube subscribers. Thank you for sharing the content. Like we just continue to keep growing. It's also a testimony to astrology. The way that I see it, you know, and you and and our amazing astrologers and this um, desire that people have to really understand what's happening from a higher perspective and to really tune into, um, you know, what it is that we're going through, because we're definitely going through something really big and it's turning <laughs> a lot of people on to astrology. It's like right. ha. Maybe there's something to that astrology is, thing. it's Mercury retrograde or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So I just wanted to, again, thanks, thank all of you YouTube subscribers. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. Thank you for being here every week, um, for tuning in later, for watching all the content on this channel. We're very, very, very grateful for all of you and all of you on all the platforms. Yeah. For sure. Particular focus on YouTube because we hit that 20,000 miles. miles Very oh, yay! Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a thank you to my team. My, this Astrology Hub team is so amazing. I don't know if it, whenever people have an opportunity to interact and engage with them, you know what I'm talking about. But thanks to all the team who tirelessly work to get the content up and out and in your hands as quickly as possible and as, as in high quality as possible as well. Mm-hmm. So Okay. So, Anne. <laughs> Here we are. (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) And what are we having for the week ahead?
1: (laughs) Well, we, you know, we had the hammer of Thor, which was the malefics. You know, we saw Venus in Virgo went through it and then Mars went through it. And that was the fall of Afghanistan and a lot of other stuff. You know, a lot of people had big revelations. And then last week, Uranus stationed to go retrograde until January. So he said, Not going forward anymore till January. You guys got to clean up the mess. So we have until the end of September, beginning of October, because right now, if you look at the planets, every outer planet, which is the structure of our lives, the personal planets are, you know, what we do every day, what we eat, when we take our shower, you know, how we brush our teeth, how we play with the cat or the dog what we do with our kids, how we talk to our friends. Those are the personal planets. But the structure of our life, all those planets that rule the structure are backwards, retrograde. And they're saying revise, revisit, revise, revisit, change, change, change. And we know that this is a year where everybody's really changing up their stuff. So this last week was the Uranus station that said, I've gone as far forward as I can. You guys got to go clean up the mess. And we certainly see you know, Afghanistan looks like a bit of a mess. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to be in there doing it. And that's very much Virgo too. Process, Virgo's military, Virgo's service. So we had the full moon on Saturday, Sunday morning, bright and early. And the sun and the moon were, it was called a blue moon because earlier in the month, there was a full moon in Aquarius and Leo at the early degrees. And then this one was at 29 on Regulus, the king star. So there was this king moment, and then the sun went in to Virgo and said, okay, we're going to shift into process now. And so we have process for 30 days. Mercury was there already. Mars was there already. Venus was there already. Now the sun's doing process. So we're all being asked to pay attention to our process. And of course, I live in New York. We had a big concert that was going to be New York's back, and halfway through Barry Manilow, one of the kings of music, uh, there was lightning, us and wow. they shut the, con- he's singing Mandy, and they shut the concert down, he didn't quite get to, I made it through the rain, and boom, they were like, okay, everybody go home, everybody go home, you gotta go home and be safe, and that's Virgo, right, I mean, it's, it's very interesting to watch the energy of the shift, you know, because when you see the planets shift, you can really see it, like, there were all these famous people that were going to be performing in Central Park. And I've been to a number of concerts in Central Park. So, you know, I tuned in on CNN. I I entered the lottery, but didn't get in. So our job with this shift and change is, okay, now we have to go back to work. Okay, now we have to go do the thing. So this week is basically an adjusting week and figuring out how we're going to go forward. We do have a really crabby aspect at the end of the week at at 27. We have Eris and Pluto square. Now we know the hammer of Thor... Was formed by Venus going through it and by Mercury going through it and by Mars going through it. So we know that hammer has been triggered a few times. And then in a couple weeks, the sun's in a week or so, the sun's going to go through it and trigger it. But this week, Eris and Pluto square each other and they're the components of the hammer. So all the stuff that you've been working on, that you've been thinking about, that you've been pondering, the hammer perfects this week. And Eris Pluto square is how are we using or abusing power so to your words earlier when we were doing our grounding thing the anger the fighting the the intensity cuz eris of course in her lower form uh, is the goddess of discord and you know she is she just knows exactly how to poke exactly how to right in there she's mars's sister And she's squaring Pluto, who is the power, right? So we see now as Pluto, Eris square, we're going to see the power says, hey, we're going to do this. And Eris is a little contentious. So whether we're arguing over vaccinations or masks or where we're going to live or what we're going to do, Eris, Pluto is very active. And then in a few days after next week, the sun's going to come through there and we're going to have a solution But this week is high contention Uh, moons right now in Pisces. It's a full moon. And then moon's going to go into Aries, which is no, 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 no. I want what I want. Right. And then it goes into Taurus, which is mine. And then it goes into Gemini. Now, the good part is the moons all have nice closing aspects. So that's good. So they're going to be productive even if it's contentious. The goal with Virgo planets, and there's a lot of them in the sky right now, is when they start criticizing, because that's what they do really well. And I can talk trash about Virgo because I'm a Virgo. When they start to criticize, you have to say to them, well, what would your solution be? And get them problem solving because then it gets done. And Virgo, it, Virgo can be a little miss, messy. you know. <laughs> like there are things called dirty Virgos because it isn't always clean when you're in process you know imagine when you're painting something or renovating something you know there's paint there's tape there's plaster dust there's it's a mess but then when it's all cleaned up it looks really nice so my friend carol and paul are married and they're both leos carol has a bit of virgo in her chart paul has got a lot of virgo in his chart so when he does home projects he always has to do them when carol's not around Because she goes crazy with the mess. So she leaves the house and he does the project and he makes a huge mess and then he cleans it all up. And then she's happy. If she stays during the process, he's like, it's process. It's okay. And she's like, it's a mess. But there's a messy component with Virgo. It rules the intestines. And so Virgo sorts out the wheat from the chaff. The vitamins, the fat, it it sorts, it does the absorptive energy. So if we look at Afghanistan, we're sorting out, you know, who goes, who stays, right? There's a sorting energy. It's got a process energy because it's process-based. Virgo is very process-based. There's a procedure we should follow. And then it also has an energy around, okay, how do we make it better? That's the key with the energy this week because people are going to be complaining very easy to criticize when this many planets are in Virgo. And your job is to say, I hear your criticism. How are you going to make it better? What are you going to do to make it a little better involved? Girl Scouts, uh, Virgo is the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts. What can you do to leave it better than you found it? And so if we focus that way, it'll help. And also just recognize everybody and their brother is in the mood to criticize this week. So you want to kind of when it happens, you figure out how you want to handle it. Now, I happen to have Mars square Mercury in my chart. So a lot of times Mars is I'm in the 11th house. So I'm in a leadership position in a group and someone comes over to me and complains about something and tells me I should do this. And I look at them and I go, that is a really great idea. I think you should do it. And they go, well, I don't want to do it. You should do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's your idea. You go do it and give them permission to go do it. Or tell them they have to, because you have to do it because you're the leader. It's like, I'm not the leader. The leader organizes people to do the work. You have a great idea. Go do the work. So that's a way to handle the energy. Even with yourself, when you're going to yourself. All right. So what am I going to do to change that? Fix that? Adjust it. The energy is I say it, but I keep doing it. Mercury and Mars met up. Last week, they're trining Uranus. They're saying, if you want it to change, you've got to change. If you want to do it, you've got to take action. And Mercury and Mars met up, but they also trined Uranus. This week, Mercury is going to trine Pluto. Mars doesn't get there for a little bit. But we're we're going to be feeling, okay, what can I do to make a difference? And I think that's the important place to stand this week with this energy easy to criticize what can I do to make a difference and when you hear somebody being critical even if it's on the radio or the tv you say okay well what can you do to make it better as opposed to it's easy to criticize it's hard to do and and the important thing this week with all the Virgo planets is you got to step up and do it because the sun's in Virgo now it's like no more laying around criticizing you have to do stuff Mercury is in in uh, Virgo for another week so he's making a big list. So it doesn't mean you have to get it all done, but you have to step up and do it. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. It's so funny. Right when you, right before you said list, I was thinking in my head, we could make a list of all the things that we've been criticizing, and, at, and at, after each one, say, "What can I do about it?" So make the list of the thing that's really that you feel critical of, and then ask the question, what you just said. How do I make it better?
1: And some stuff you can make better and some stuff you can't and the stuff you can't, you bless. Mm. And you go, well, I can't really make that better, but I can, I can do the other side, the Pisces side, and I can bless it.
0: Whoa. That's right. Because Mercury is
1: opposite Neptune this week, which is if it's a mess, it's a mess for a reason. And it's to go positive in a Neptune way. So of course I always watch the internet to see what the week is, you know, you know, the, The collective reflects it. So Chrissy Teigen, I love John Legend. uh, So she wrote, uh, I was really a functional alcoholic when I first met John. Mercury opposite Neptune, right? And I'm like, well, that's an interesting Mercury-Neptune revelation, you know? And, uh, you know, so we're going to watch, and of course, Neptune is music, and it's also alcohol. So when she met John, he replaced the alcohol in her life. Literally, he came in as the Neptune guy, right? So he became the bigger Neptune. So we also want to watch for the energy shifting because when things leave our lives, we get a replacement of the energy. The nature abhors a vacuum. Think about when you pull a weed out of the backyard, that little thing starts growing grass, right? So when stuff leaves, new stuff wants to come in, as part of the journey of, oh, there's a hole there. There's an opportunity for me to create. Let me create something. So it's a big week. But when we get to the Eris-Pluto square at the 27th, that's a little bit tough because that's, that's the fourth of five. Uh, it has been correlated with sex trafficking. So here in the New York, we're having the R. Kelly trial. You know, uh, so that's the, the sex trafficking piece, but also the power dynamics and how they work. So it's important. This is the fourth of five. We have another one in October.
0: And you mentioned the lower form of Eris, which is the Discord piece. But would you say that in some ways that's also the higher form because she is creating the the order out of chaos, or she's like creating the chaos so that a new level of order can actually happen? Or what would you? Sorry, let me rephrase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the higher form of Eris?
1: The higher form of Varys is hubris, where she goes,
0: okay, so that's what you think?
1: Here you go. And you go, wow, because she gets
0: you on the hubris. So hubris, I thought hubris was not a positive thing. Am I it's misunderstanding not. what it is? No, no. It's,
1: it's a, it's a, I'm going I'm to give you an opportunity to learn from your, your vision of how you're perfect.
0: Right. It's calling out that you think you know everything. And it's calling out that you don't, right? And that, you would say, is, is Eris's highest form? is
1: That's one of my favorite versions of her. <laughs> <laughs> when she does that, I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. Let's see what this one looks like, you know, because she does the, um, she sets it up, right? So if we think of her mythology, you know, when she showed up at the wedding that she wasn't invited to, this is back to Georgia saying, invite the mean witch to the wedding, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? Invite the mean witch to the party. She showed up at the party and she wasn't invited and she threw an apple in and she said, it's for the most beautiful goddess. So the three of them started fighting over it because none of them wanted to think they weren't the most beautiful. So Paris picked, but then the other two were mad and they went off and caused the problem and there was a Trojan War for 10 years. So she's got this quality of provocativeness one of the and she's also a fierce warrior energy so when she's in fierce warrior energy mode which is her other version she she's tough she doesn't care she's going for it she has a vision she has a mission she's gonna support it whether you like it or not she knows what she's doing and you're you stand back or work with her Those are her two modes. So it's an interesting energy. And, you know, and I think one of the things that we forget, you know, because we like to think of astrology as all sweetness and light, is there's evil in the world.
0: There's evil. And
1: when Eris is around, oftentimes you see the evil.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. She, It's almost like she she brings the darkness up to the surface because when she threw that apple and they start fighting over who's prettiest, I mean, basically what she's doing is showing that showing their weakness and their like pettiness as goddesses, which is really questionable. The whole story is like, really? But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I mean, what she did, she illuminated that, that, that piece that they were still willing to like fight to the death over. And I think that that's an illuminating factor, you know, that's, She does it in, in a way that seems dark, but it's it's actually illuminating what is dark, what was already there,
1: right? Totally, totally. Yeah. And we
0: have, if we think of her
1: that way, then we go, oh, well, we see it now. Okay, now what are we
0: going to do about it? Exactly. If anything. And sometimes right, we could, can't do anything about it. But right. We could wait. start a war for 10 years or we could choose something different. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. And
1: that's part of her, you know, when everybody's arguing and yelling Eris square pluto i'm not going to spend whatever trillions of dollars in a war in a country that we're not what are we what are we going to kill our people for you know so yes horrible horrible scenes totally have an obligation to help the interpreters and the people who worked with us so they don't get killed but it's Eris looking at pluto going when's it going to end
0: what makes it end there could be and, lots, and she, lots of different interpretations of that situation. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one of them. Yeah. Okay. So well, yeah. when, that's,
1: when we look at the heiress Pluto square, she's always going to, because she's in a square to power. Pluto is power. She's going to challenge power. Yeah. So we have people challenging mask mandates. We have people challenging vaccine mandates. We have people, you know, heiress Pluto square, baby. And it is like, you can't make me like, all right, you're right. I can't. You can't right and what do you do about it
0: well that's and- also the saturn and the in the uh, saturn uranus square right i mean there's like there's several energies c- coming together that are similar because the saturn uranus is like mm-hmm. freedom versus control as well yes old versus new i mean there's all these things so they're like we're having all this clashing energy and it's coming in different forms but it's kind of all the same thing yep
1: yep it is and so part of it is looking at it and assessing it from our perspective what are we here for? Yeah. Right. What what are you actually here for? And when you when you sit with that question, then you're able to shut out all the crazy noise over on the other side that's fighting and arguing. And you're able to kind of go, I'm here for a nice peach cobbler. I'd really like to make a gazpacho. <laughs> you know, I made roasted beet dip this weekend. It was really good. What what can I actually do? And that's the Virgo planets. What can I do, right? right? What can I do about this? And so that's the space where if we sit or we hang out, that'll help us quite a bit in handling this energy. What can you actually do? And if you can do something, do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's understanding there's myriad versions of reality. You know, all mm-hmm. three of the goddesses said power, strategy, beauty. What do you want? He went for beauty you know power and strategy went after his butt right so we understand that sometimes there's choices the the problem with this week is the choices can be hard but when we're clear about what our purpose and path is then we can approach it with the place of grace
0: because
1: mm. Mercury's opposite neptune and it says well what's your place of grace
0: mm.
1: what's your place of grace and everybody's going to have, you know, Mercury and Virgo, everybody's going to be contentious and argumentative. And that's part of that energy, Mars and Virgo. Well, you know, you should have put like, right, I should have, but I didn't. Now how are we going to do it? And, you know, we went through it. I have a new microphone. If you guys notice an audio quality, Amanda and Jamie mailed it to me and I was trying to get it to work. We figured it out, but it was like a little process, like tweak, 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 tweak. And we almost gave up and then it was like, okay, check this one thing. And then it worked, right? So it's also with Virgo planets is poke, 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 poke. So the other day I was making a a dish with coconut milk and I was at a place that sold coconuts. So I thought, oh, that would be good. Let me get coconut. So I brought a coconut home and it said, okay, this is how you open it. So I'm working on one end. Not working. I don't know what the hell's. I've never opened a coconut before. I rolled it over and I'm like, oh, this is the, I'm opening the wrong end, right? And then I got the right end opened and I got all the coconut milk out. But it was kind of one of those, I've never opened a coconut before. So it's process, test, try, test, try, test, try. And we have 30 days of that with the sun in Virgo. Also, as we're leaving the sun leaving Leo, it should calm some of the fires down, which would be good because we still have, we've got so much of the West on fire.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. And so we have what you're saying is basically in all of this chaos, in all of this disruption, and that's very much Eris kind of energy, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have Pluto. So that Pluto's like revealing from the depths, you know, underneath the floorboards of the house, all the rot, like what's actually under there. So we have these two planets that are, that serve a really, they both serve a very interesting purpose. And it's kind of the same end. You know, they like get to the same <laughs> end in a different way. Right. but So they're squaring on the 27th. So this is sounds to me like kind of the highlight of the week in terms of the energy. Would you say that's true? Yeah,
1: that's when it really hits. Yeah, because we okay. had we had the Venus go through it. We had Mercury go through it. We had Mars go through the hammer of Thor. And now we're going to have the two of them meet. And then next week, we're going to have the sun go through it. And the sun's going to look and go, OK, so we're going to have a Trojan war. What are we doing here? What do we decide? Right. So the energy of, you know, all of our personal planets are over in the Virgo part. They're all looking at this stuff. And in a lot of times, when there's this kind of energy, the oppositional energy, because retrogrades mean that the planets are opposite the sun, right? But they also are saying to us, revise, revisit, redo, R E words, reorganize, restructure. And we got a lot of people throwing away stuff, a lot of people moving, a lot of people changing how they're doing things. And that will be through the end of September. And then it's going to be like, oh, okay, now what are we doing? What's that forward motion look like? And so, you know, just trust the process that it's not forward yet. It's still clearing out stuff because once it's cleared out, and you know that, you know, the Pluto Air square, you open up the thing and you go, ooh, what's that doing in there? You know, that's a little nasty. You know, it's the thing in the back of the refrigerator, you know, that kind of went green on you. But it also... It has its own life. You know, there's mold on it. The mold's really happy. You know, you throw it away, the mold keeps growing. It's a happy little mold, right? So we understand that the decay and the falling apart is part of the bigger journey. The disruption energy is part of the bigger journey. Mm -hmm. And that's that disruptive energy where we have to assess, you know, who we are. And also the hubris of, well, we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, Which is what the three goddesses said, and then they weren't picked, and then they were mad. You know, so we want to kind of watch if you get insulted by something, that that's okay. That's, you know, recognizing your relative status. From Paris's perspective, love was most important. He didn't really, he was a shepherd. He didn't really want power. He didn't really want strategy. He wanted a, a good woman to snuggle up with just happened that she was married and it started a war and a lot of people died. But, you know, the goal was there. So, you know, it's about us making the choices that are right for us. That's why all this turmoil, because when there's this much turmoil, we're often, we often have to step back and think about, well, what's right for me in this space? What do I want? And if we do that, Virgo is a humble sign. What's the thing that I want? for me, what would be right for me? And, and so when we look at Virgo, it, you know, each sun sign compensates for the overdoing of the previous. So the Leo is like, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Virgo is, you know, sliced bread's nice, but who made the bread? I made the bread. Right. And, you know, I know you're all puffy and huffy Leo, but it's all about the process and the work. And as we go into the harvest season in the Northern hemisphere, the sun has been blooming, growing all those tomatoes. And now Virgo, you're going to can them, or you're going to let them rot on the vine, right? Virgo is the working with what's been created mm-hmm. and allowing it to shift into something else in 30 days, into something that we're going to partner with in a slightly different way. So it's a really big week because it's going to get you focused on, well, what can I actually do? And when you find yourself criticizing in your own mind or in whatever adjust, you know, like I, I was listening to stuff and I was arguing with my computer and I thought, is this really a productive use of your time? And let me turn off my computer and go do other stuff because I'm arguing with it right now. I'm arguing with people on the computer who have no bearing to me at all, who don't know I even exist. And I'm sitting here getting all annoyed. Like, is this a good use of my time? I think I can go do something else. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I was thinking too. This uh, hubris word that we were using—it seems like the opposite. And it's, what do you guys think is the opposite of hubris? But what I was thinking is the opposite of hubris would be humility—knowing that you don't know everything, knowing that you can't see everything, knowing that there's something happening that you only have a small sliver of perspective on from your vantage point. That's—I mean, any all of us do. Right. I mean, it'd be impossible to not only have that small sliver of perspective perspective
1: well think about you know think about what you know think about like if you've ever been to the library of congress think about the library in your town have you read all those books do you have education and all those things no so what we do as a collective is we rely on people that supposedly have studied it longer than we have for their wisdom to bring it to us and then we get to decide if we want to accept it or not. But we also, that's the beauty of working in a collective or a community. Right now we have Saturn and Aquarius. So we're saying the leaders don't know what they think. They don't know what they're doing. That Why should we listen to a leader? We should, Aquarius, rebel against the leaders. And it's like, well, you can rebel against the leaders, but what are you going to do instead? Right. There has to be a you know, like, that's where, like, you can do that. You know, I'm an Aquarius rising. I was a difficult teenager. And, uh, you know, my mother was smart in that she always gave me choices. Well, you can do this or this. And then, uh, you know, and sometimes I would be like, I'm not doing either of them. I'm going to do what I want. But, you know, it, it, it that's the Aquarian energy. You can't make me. And so as long as we have that running, which we have running for another year, we're going to be in a position of looking at what we think of leaders, Saturn authorities, maybe a better way to say it. And remember Pluto in Capricorn is answering to Saturn in Aquarius. So Saturn in Aquarius goes, well, and Saturn and Uranus are having a fight and Uranus goes, my way is right. Cause he's in Taurus and Saturn in Aquarius goes, suck it. So there's a lot of, and so when that happens, You can kind of look and go, okay, am I going to talk them into it? No. What can I do? Well, I can do this. All right, then go do that. Like don't waste your energy. Remember, when we're engaged in the struggle, we're not looking towards our future. We're not looking towards what we can do. Right. We're we're fighting. And fighting does not, you know, fighting is a use of energy, but maybe not the most productive is the best way.
0: Well, we're stuck in the problem and we're not seeing possibilities. right? Like Because we're so f- hyper-focused on what the problem is that it's hard to see the possibilities when we're in that right. place. And mm-hmm. you keep reminding us. You've said this many times today, which is, is really important, I think. Make the choices that are right for you. You said make choices that are right for you. So when that's, all, when that's happening, the only thing you can do is continue to make the next best choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Whew. OK, Anne. So what we haven't haven't gotten the theme and we haven't gotten the intensity scale.
1: The intensity scale is going to be how comfortable you are with the changes, right? Uh, If you're not comfortable with the changes that are going on, you're going to be very frustrated and upset. If you are comfortable with the process of changes that are going on, you're going to understand that in five years, 10 years, what does this mean? then you're going to be not, it's not going to be such a hard
0: week. So we have to be looking five, 10 years out and we we have to know that we can't know what life is going to be like in five to 10 years. So the choices that we're making right now, that may seem really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's, it's trusting that guidance that you have, knowing that you can't see right now, what, what result that choice is going to have in five or 10 years, Mm -hmm. but that the, the only barometer you have is what's right right now. And that's, Gonna put you on the trajectory that you need to be on. Yeah, because it's a big, it's a big
1: choice point in time, right? right. And Mercury's opposite Neptune. So it's saying to you, you have a dream you're supposed to be working on. What's that dream? Mm-hmm. Right. And and that opposition that Mercury makes to Neptune as he gets ready to go void. Mars is gonna make it in a couple of weeks, the sun's gonna make it in a couple of weeks. And Neptune, of course, is at the last degree of Pisces, last degrees of Pisces. Neptune was, last time he was in Pisces was 165 years ago uh, when we were leading up to the Civil War in the United States. So we understand the role of uh, Pisces. Pisces rules slavery. Pisces rules illusion, delusion, depression. Pisces rules on a higher form music. It rules... Inspiration, guidance, what your vision is. So when we look over time, and again, time is important because right now we're in the midst of it. Our job is to get through it as best we can and help others that are trying to get through it too, and then go forward with whatever the new thing is. So it's an interesting uh, energy, you know. So I, you know, I always kind of pay attention to who's in the news and. Um, in New York, I, and I like looking at houses, right? So Nate Burkis and his partner just sold their town their townhouse downtown. It's beautiful, you know. And I like looking at how they decorate and all that. I'm one of those girls, and I forgot that he had lost his partner in the tsunami in Indonesia. He was he was on vacation Christmas Day. They woke up bowling bowling day or whatever the Boxing Day, and the tsunami came in, and they traveled together for part of it, and then they were separated. And his partner died in the, in the water and he survived. And uh, he mentioned it, you know, and I in one of the articles I was reading and I went, oh, wow. Now look at his life. He's since married, has two kids, has a beautiful career. But at that point, he was caught in the river in the tsunami of, you know, he woke up and his world changed. Right, So we're, we're kind of at one of those pivotal moments in the world. Yeah. And when that happens, we recognize that in the moment, we don't always know what's going to happen, but we know we have to figure out how to survive it, get through it, and work with it, understanding that the goal is to stay alive, and get to the other side of it, and then figure out what to do. Right. And so that, uh, you know, and I was I thought, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know. And and, you know, and you look at what his life has turned out to be from that really big moment of of change. So we we recognize we have these pivotal moments where we really understand things. And this is one of those pivotal moments this whole year. Of course, the covid is a whole pivotal moment for the world. You know, we got millions of people with this virus. So we are at a pivotal time. And we know after we have these pandemics and things like that, wars, pandemics and wars, there's a renaissance after it happens. And so we want to get through it and get to the renaissance. And this is one of the harder weeks, last week, this week, next week, yeah. because of the Eris-Pluto square.
0: That uh, tsunami visual is, feels really relevant right now. I mean, I think it, it feels like that big of a force for so many people, for all of us in mm-hmm. our lives in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So in terms of the theme, we have the intensity is basically depending on how you are viewing the change, whether you're, how open you are. Someone said change. It was a good, um, oh, I liked the word, change, tolerance, Yeah. Change tolerance. Yeah. What is your change tolerance? Yeah. And what would you say is the theme? The theme is faith. Hmm. Have faith.
1: Have You know, faith in the sense of that um, we don't, you know, one of the things that I, you know, have learned in astrology is when you see transits that are hard in the sky or in someone's chart, trust that they are there for a reason and that there's a purpose behind them that will be served that we don't necessarily know about. But in hindsight, when we look back, we go, oh, that's what it was for. That's what it was for. And that helps us um, trust the process because we don't know what it's for necessarily when we're in it, but have faith that it will turn out the way it's supposed to it might not be the way you want it to, but it will turn out the way it's supposed to. And when we know that, then we go, okay. And I, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, per- periodically I'll have someone call me to look at a difficult situation that happened in their life. Like, why was this baby born stillborn? Or why did this, why did this happen? Or why did, you know, why did the mother die and the baby lived, right? And- you know, you obviously can see it in the kid's chart. You can see it in the mother's chart. You can see it as part of the test of the relationship. You can see it as part of the journey that they're supposed to be on, part of their natal potential, what was part of their their soul's path. And so because we're working on micro level, we're down here on earth, we're not up at 20,000 feet looking and saying, well, you know what's going on. We're we're in the midst, we're in the mix. So when you're in the mix, you aren't getting the big picture. So the tr- the process is to trust the process, to have faith and trust the process, that what's supposed to happen will happen based on that person's chart. When I was first learning astrology, whenever there was a big event, my astrology teacher, we would all go, well, I don't want it to happen, you know? And he would be like, it's a collective experience you know it's a it's an experience to help the collective grow and i'm like unsatisfactory answer <laughs> but as i've gotten older <laughs> now i say shit like that to clients oh my god oh my god well, oh, you know i mean not yeah. you know and and i can tell when it's going to be over and i can tell when it's going to get you somewhere and Right. And, you know, we are we're all learning. We're all part of this big experiment called Earth School. Yeah.
0: And so. It's, so, it's so true. And, and if we remember that this time astrologically has been scripted, so to speak. I mean, astrologers were looking at 2020 as the kickoff of a global change that would make life on Earth never the same again. Literally, I remember them saying things like that years ago and going, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Like what I remember Adam Gainsburg said his prediction was that 2020 would become the new year zero. And I was like, what? Like something massive is going to happen that always on some level gives me peace because this is we chose to be here at this time. I mean, mathematically, you can look at all those transits that we're in right now and when our soul chose our chart, it was already scripted. It was already there. You could have looked ahead to however old you are now. You could have looked ahead to this time and been like, at that time, some crazy stuff's going to be going down. And, and I remember even when I was going through my own, I call it my personal apocalypse, like when my whole life, just like every single aspect of my life was, was basically burned to the ground and I had to start all over. But it was also in my chart. It was in my chart. And astrologers would look at it and they'd be like, this is what's happening. This, there, there's a reason this is happening. You wanted to have these experiences. You, you need your soul needed these experiences to grow and become who you are meant to become. And so that happens to us at a personal level when we're going through those transits, and it's happening to us at a collective level, which of course is affecting us personally. And that's that. For me, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, that gives me some sense of peace. It doesn't make it easier to go through it. It's still hard. It's still challenging. It still hurts. there's still those moments where it's just, it feels like everything's lost. And it's like, there's, there's a purpose to all this. This was, this was literally scripted in the story of humanity. And you could go back thousands of years and see it for right now. So here we are.
1: When you look at those, and I would encourage people that are going really scripted, pick up Richard Tarnas's book, Cosmos and Psyche, where he talks about the psychological evolution of humanity based on what's going on in the cosmos. And he talks about these big planetary aspects and what they produce as change in the world. So it's, you know, we're having that we're in the mix. We're going through it. We all have a bed. We all have water. Uh, you know, we're okay. What, are, what's your job? What's your, job? What's your what can, job? What can you do to help? So Virgo, time, right? What's your job? I'm such a Virgo. <laughs> I love
0: it. My Capricorn just loves it. Like, yeah, good job. What are you here to do? <laughs>
1: what job. What are you here to do? Get some gift. Your chart says what your master plan is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. Okay. I do. To that point, I do find that easy. You know, it's one of those things where you know, at five years old. If your your mother took your chart to an astrologer, they would have said, okay, this year. Is when she's going to have all these huge changes. And, you know, and the hard part, you know, when you're a baby astrologer, you look and you go, well, can I do something about it? Can I change it? Can I stop it? And it's like, no, you can't. It's, it's, you can work with, you can learn how to work with the energy, but it isn't something you can stop. It's something you can work with. And that I think is the most important part to remember is well, how can I work with it? Because therein lies your own sense of authenticity and your own reason for being here. You know, like why you're here. What are you yeah. here to do? And if you do that, you know, that's that's your job. Hmm. That's your Saturn. Do your Saturn. You know. Saturn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. The theme is faith. The intensity scale is varying depending on your relationship. Really high or,
1: you know, just, I mean, and I would encourage people, if the stuff is too overwhelming, it feels like a tsunami coming in. It's a tsunami of images. Although we did have like a town somewhere out west in mid- middle part, you know, have the water come through, but it is it is a it's a tsunami of energy coming at you. So it's really filtering, you know, what you want to take in too.
0: Yes, very yeah. important. Yep, my my hula kumu's kumu. So. Mm-hmm. In my lineage of hula that I've been, I've been dancing for about 10 years, but there, there's lineages. Anyways, my kumu's kumu would always say, you, you best make friends with change because it's going to be a constant companion in your life. And she said it more eloquently than that. But basically, like change is something to befriend because it's always going to be happening. Okay. So we have Uranus retrograde. I'm doing a little summary now. Uranus retrograde, which is all about cleaning up the mess. So where are there places in your life that you still want to clean up? Where are there things that you want to have put in place and things that, you know, any of the things that you need to tie up loose ends, things that you need to clean up still now's the time to do that. Every outer planet is retrograde right now, which is basically complete revision of our structures, complete revision of those things that have seemed solid in our life They're all retrograde right now, asking us to revisit those things and to get them more aligned, get them more aligned with our values, get them more aligned with who we are, get them more aligned with what it is we came here to do. That's happening now as well. We have uh, this energy, all this Virgo energy around work, get to work go back to work, like what are the things that you need to be working on? This is an adjusting- Habits habits and routines too. Great time to do new habits. New habits, new routines, perfect. Okay, we have the Eris Pluto square on the 27th, which astrologically is kind of like the, the headliner of the week. And this is questions around how we are using or abusing power. This is this energy of creation from chaos. So chaos probably at a height and the ability for new creations to happen after that, but we're in the chaos and there can be a lot of contention this week. So high contention, but next week, it looks like we will have some solutions, some potential solutions presenting themselves, which is yeah. very good to which hear. Which will be helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Even with all the contentiousness, you said that there is an element of productivity and there... And if we choose, there's some problem solving that we can do. Yeah. Okay. This is also a sorting energy. So this discernment is a, use we, a word we use a lot last week, and it came up so much throughout the week. I was like, wow, <laughs> that was right on. Um, mm-hmm. So sorting energy is what? That's that ability to d- discern, like what stays and what goes. I mean, that's discernment. Mm-hmm. And then these questions, you gave some great questions for us to, to ponder. How do we make it better? If there's things that we're critical of, if there's things in our world that we have been maybe unhappy with for a long time, maybe you looked at leaders for a long time and said they don't know what they're doing. And now it's okay. So how can we make it better? What can we do to make it better? What can you do to leave the world, your world, better than the way you found it? And if you want to do it, take action. Uh, then, okay. So then we have Mercury, trying Pluto, which again, what can I do to make a difference? And we talked about making a list of things that we can do. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about uh, the stuff that we can't do anything about. Blessing, mm-hmm. I think, is, is is an amazing input there. Yep. Watch for the energy shifting, new things coming in as part of your journey. Uh, so being open to that. You know, maybe there's certain things you're having to let go of, but being open to that there could be something new coming in that could be even better than what you had before. And-
1: um, And also sun squares, the nodes of fate on the 29th. So very often you meet somebody or you meet something important to your path then. So kind of pay attention to who you meet on the 29th.
0: On the 29th. Okay. Stephen, the Jupiterian. I love this. I've heard lots of different acronyms for fear, but this is a really good one. Uh, Fear, face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Really Mm -hmm. good, Stephen. Thank you. Okay. Again, these questions, what are you here for? what can you do what's your place of grace so what what can you do to bring grace into your world what can you be, do to bring grace for other people this week that could be just having compassion having compassion for the human experience for the like mess that we've made you know on some level it's just like can we be compassionate about the situation we're in compassionate to ourselves compassionate to the people around us i mean we're in a mess so I mean, we can continue blaming each other for it, or we can have compassion for each other and start to choose another way. Or you can do like my friend Paul does, where he does it when Carol's not
1: home. He cleans, makes the mess and cleans it (laughs) up before she gets home. Yeah, exactly. There was a great book when I was growing up called The Cat in the Hat, you know, and he would come over and he made the whole house pink. And the kid was like, oh, my God, what are my parents going to do? And then he kind of cleaned it up magically and it was gone. So, yeah, you can clean up the mess. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good. Now you keep saying that we have 30 days. Yeah. Um, is this. Why are you saying 30 days? Uh, because
1: the planet, the outer planets start to go direct at the end of September, beginning of October. Okay. So once they start going forward again, then we're going to be like, okay, we're done with all the revisions. Now we're, now we're doing forward motion. Because remember when they're retrograde, they're inviting us to revise, revisit, redo. And so now the whole sky is backwards and they're saying, well, what are you going to do? You're going to revise it what, what's your plan? And then once they turn direct, they go boing, 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 boing through, jan- you know, the end of September through January. And when they shift forward, then it's like, oh, OK, this is what we're doing. Hmm. So it's kind of there's a whole sea change. You know, it's it's rare to have so many planets in the um you know, in the in the fourth quadrant, you know, we have Pluto in Capricorn, we have Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, we have Eris and Aries, we have Chiron in Aries, we have Uranus and Taurus. So that whole little section is ending stuff figuring it out in Neptune and Pisces, and then beginning stuff through anger, through discord, but beginning things. So we have all these planets over there, and all the Virgo, the personal planets are all looking at them going, Oh, 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 oh. What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, they kind of a little higher voice, you know, like, oh, how are we going to handle it? And so we want to give them permission to go, well, you can do something. What can you do? I can, I can make breakfast. Okay, go make breakfast. Because in the, in the minute, there's a great book called "Chop Wood, Carry Water. In the minute days of service, in the habits and the routines, and think about when you've been depressed and you haven't opened your mail and you haven't brushed your teeth and you've just wanted to be in bed sleeping. There's, there's a habitual energy with Virgo planets that the, the habits support us. You know, we need those habits. We need that structure, that grounding structure in our life. And so Virgo planets are very much about well what can I do to do something about this? And so give them all permission to do something. Because mm-hmm. the other guys are all over there fighting and you you can't really do anything. They they're like across the room from you. So you can watch the fight. Uh, you might be in the fight, but you're basically looking at it and going, okay, what's my what's my role here? What role do I have as a member of society, as a member of the world I'm in, you know, my people, my beloveds, my people that I don't like so much, but I'm here. What am I doing with that? Does
0: that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I love that reminder of those little habits, those little daily rituals that do keep you anchored and keep you moving in a positive direction. And when all, when you let all those things go, then yes, that momentum of, it's just like, it's kind of like a sucking energy. It sucks you in to the malaise and the depression of that. So yeah, paying attention to those little daily rituals that you can do to continue to uplift yourself and keep you moving forward in a productive way, making the choices you need to make in your life. Yeah. All right. So then we have Neptune at the last degree of Pisces. So would you say when it's at that last degree, it's even more pronounced? Mm -hmm.
1: It's not quite at the last degree. It is at 22.
0: But what what was the point you were making about this? Trust that there's a purpose, that there's a point. We don't know why now. Have faith. It will turn out the way it's supposed to. Right. Because
1: Neptune is all about what the dream is. What the dream is that we're going to push for what we think the vision should be. Why is that the vision? You know, and what's that vision about? So back when last time Neptune was in Pisces was the California gold rush. So a lot of people were like, I'm going to go to California and I'm going to get rich. going to go pan for gold. And Levi went out there and he went, all these people need pants. <laughs> I'm not going to go stand in a cold creek. I'm going to make canth- pants out of tents and rivets. Wow. And I'm going to make blue jeans, <laughs> right? Wow. So that's the Neptune Mercury, right? Right. Uh, summon up your inner Levi. <laughs> well,
0: it's uh, so, uh, that is such a great story. I'd, I actually had not heard that before. So basically go the, all those people were going towards the dream. He obviously was there to probably originally to follow the dream. But then he realized there was an even better opportunity than what he had come there for. All these guys
1: were in cold water all day and they needed a pair of pants to change into at the end of the day.
0: Oh, my God. Brilliant. Summon your inner Levi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, very good. And thank you so much. This has been yes. so helpful. I hope that all of you feel like you've gotten some good tidbits of of input and guidance from the stars, as translated so beautifully by Anne here every week. Thank you for that, and Anne. And Remo, Remo in the back there. He helps and Remo, of course, can't forget Remo. Um, and thanks to all of you for being here. Thank you for sharing your energy. Thank you for being supportive, so supportive to each other in the chat. This is. I love this community and how you each like uplift each other and support each other. Um, it's really beautiful to see. So thank you for that, mm-hmm. and that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Have a great week. I have mean, great week. yeah, you can listen to this as many times as you need to. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably listen to it several times, or you can get astrology in your pocket which mm-hmm. if you haven't gotten that, check oh, it yeah. out. We,
1: we do a weekly, we do a daily send out, like what the day is going to be like. So exactly.
0: Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can have, Anne. I actually
1: have to go record them after we finish this. So I can perfect. Mail it in, yeah.
0: yeah. So you can have Anne, um in your pocket yeah. all in your long, pocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, with her daily audios and daily messages as they come through as the transits happen in real time. So if you want to check that out, you can go to astrologyhub.com slash pocket. If you are international and, or you would prefer to have them via email, Versus text, you go to astrologyhub.com slash pocket email. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you as always. And we will. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of our community. And thank you as always for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode.